ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி ஹியர் அபவுட் த வெல்த் அண்ட் பவர் ஆஃப் அ கிங் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு ஒன் நைன்டி எயிட் பெண்ட் அபவுட் த பாண்டியா கிங் இளவந்திகை பள்ளி துஞ்சிய நன்மாரன் பை த போயட் வடம வண்ணக்கன் பேரி சாத்தனார் set in the category of padam tinai or praise the verse reveals the regard the patron holds in the mind of this poet aruvi thaalnda peruvarai pole aaramodu polinda marbil tanda kadavul saandra karpin cheeyilai madavol payanda manimarul avvai kinkini pudalvar poliga endru yetti tinter annal nirparaati காதல் பெருமையின் கனவினும் அறற்றும் என் காமர் நெஞ்சம் ஏமாந்து உவப்ப ஆலமர் கடவுள் அண்ணனின் செல்வம் வேல்களுக்குரிசில் கண்டேன் ஆதலின் விடுத்தனன் வாழ்கனின் கண்ணி தொடுத்த தன் தமிழ் வரைப்பகம் கொண்டியாக பணித்து கூட்டு உண்ணும் தனிப்பு அருங்கடுந்திரல் நின் ஓரண்ணனின் புதல்வர் என்றும் ஒன்னார் வாட அருங்கலம் தந்து நும் பொன்னுடை நெடுநகர் நிறைய வைத்த நின் முன்னோர் போல்க இவர் பெருங்கண்ணோட்டம் யாண்டும் நாளும் பெருகி ஈண்டு திரை பெருங்கடல் நீரினும் அக்கடல் மணலினும் நீண்டு உயர் வானத்து உரையினும் நன்றும் இவர் பெரும் புதல்வர் காந்தரும் நீயும் புகன்ற செல்வமொடு புகழ் இனிது விளங்கி நீடு வாழிய நெடுந்தகை யானும் கேள் இல் சேஐ நாட்டின் என்னாலும் துளி நசை புள்ளின் நின் அழி நசைக்கு இறங்கி நின் அடி நிழல் பழகிய அடியுரை கடுமான் மார மரவாதீமே a long song extolling this king scholars are of the opinion that the poet says these words in a moment of disappointment in the king's delaying his patronage however from the verse itself i was not able to sense this particular emotion the poet's words can be translated as follows akin to a huge mountain from which a waterfall descends shines the necklace on her chest she who is with an undiminished godlike chastity your queen wearing velvet ornaments let the sun she birth with gem like mouths and resounding anklets be prosperous always with these words i have praised and celebrated you o esteemed leader with sturdy chariots muttering about the pride of your friendship even in my dreams making my earning heart rejoice and delight i came here and saw that you possess wealth akin to a god who resides in the banyan o king wielding spears many now i bid you farewell long may it live your garland just like you your sons have the unrelenting strength of bringing the entire extent of this tamil land under their control defeating enemies they bring home precious jewels and heap the spoils in your huge golden town akin to your ancestors let them have an outlook of generosity more than the waters of the ocean and the sands on its shore and the rain drops from the sky may you live long delighting in the children your sons will give birth to and shining with fame and wealth always oh mighty king i come from a far away country with no kith and kin and like a bird that forever thirsts for a drop of water i earn for your grace and reside in the shade of your feet o lord with feeding horses forget me not 
time to take another look at the verse. The poet first celebrates the king's wife describing the ornament she's wearing and talking about how she's a person with a godlike chastity. Then he renders a blessing to the children, the king's sons, the lady has given birth to. From there, he turns to mention how the king's fame had beckoned him even in his dreams and he had earned to win the royal's friendship. Once he came to this land, he saw how the fame of this king's wealth was indeed true. At this moment, he says, he wants to take leave of the king. Before he leaves, he once again praises the valour of the king's sons by saying how they have the power to bring the entire Tamil land under their domain and hopes they will have the same generosity as that of their Pandya ancestors. He then turns to bless the king with a long life, with days more than the waters of the ocean, sands on the shore and raindrops from the sky. What is the use of a long life if it is not happy? Understanding this, the poet wishes the king to have the joy of playing with his grandchildren and also remaining with his wealth and fame till the end of his days. After all this talk of the king, the poet turns to talk about his own state and says that he, like a bird that thirsts for water, earns for the king's grace and parts away with the words, asking the king to not forget him. Hearing such a plea from the heart, no doubt the king must have relented and rendered what the poet sought. Going beyond this supplication for wealth and gifts, I want to focus on the poet's grasp on the psychology of what someone wants to hear. He cleverly zooms in on the goodness of the king's wife, the power of his children and even extends this to the joy of playing with grandchildren when making his request to the king. Something that goes to show that no matter who a person is, when their time was, where they live, the one constant that brings joy to them is the well-being of their family. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until Next time, Nandri Vanakkam.